The Daily 202's Big Idea is sponsored by Delta Airlines. Delta has partnered with 55 academic institutions to create a pipeline of the next generation of pilots and technicians. Good morning. I'm James Holman from The Washington Post, and this is The Daily 202 for Tuesday, November 27th. In today's news, General Motors will lay off 15,000 American workers. President Trump defends the use of tear gas against children at the border. And Democrats look for an upset in today's Senate special election in Mississippi. But first, the big idea. Special counsel Bob Mueller's team of prosecutors accused Paul Manafort of lying to them after pleading guilty. Manafort denies doing so intentionally, but both sides agreed in a court filing late Monday night that U.S. District Judge Amy Berman Jackson should set sentencing immediately. The collapse of Manafort's cooperation is the latest stunning turnaround in his case, and it exposes the longtime Republican consultant, Trump's former campaign chairman, to at least a decade behind bars after he pleaded guilty in September to charges of cheating the IRS, violating foreign lobbying laws, and attempting to obstruct justice. The filing also indicates that Mueller's team may have lost its potentially most valuable witness in Manafort, someone who was present during discussions at the heart of the special counsel's mission to determine if any Americans conspired with Russia's efforts to sway the U.S. election. Meanwhile, Jerome Corsi, a former associate of Trump confidant Roger Stone, rejected a plea deal offered by Mueller's team, seemingly denying the special counsel another cooperating witness. Corsi said he would have been forced to say untruthfully that he intentionally lied to investigators. In fact, Corsi says he was merely forgetful in his initial answers to Mueller's team about his interest in the activities of WikiLeaks, which released the hacked Democratic emails that had been provided by Russian military intelligence during the 2016 campaign. Corsi said he first told investigators that he never encouraged anyone to go see WikiLeaks founder Julian Assange during that summer of 2016. But Corsi tells the Post that after reviewing his emails, he realizes that between July 2016 and August 2016, he had offered to go visit Assange in the Ecuadorian embassy if his then-boss, WorldNet Daily Editor-in-Chief Joseph Farah, purchased him a plane ticket to London. Corsi said he also forwarded to another friend an email in which Corsi said Stone urged that someone, quote, get to Assange immediately. Stone confirmed Monday that he sent that email. He tells us that the exchange supports his claim that he had no advanced knowledge of the WikiLeaks releases. He texted, why would I be asking for something I already had? And that's the big idea. Here are three other headlines that should be on your radar. Number one, General Motors announced it will close five factories and lay off nearly 15,000 workers in a move that shows the economy may be starting to slow. The automaker said it would save $6 billion annually by thinning its salaried management ranks, dropping thousands of American and Canadian factory workers, and emphasizing the production of larger sports utility vehicles rather than sedans. GM's announcement sounded an incongruous note amid otherwise plentiful signs of U.S. economic health. The last six months have produced the economy's best back-to-back quarters in four years. The unemployment rate is near a half-century low, and corporate profits are exceeding expectations. Yet the automaker's overhaul is a reminder that the economic expansion, which began in June 2009, already is the second longest since modern record-keeping began back in 1854. Few economists anticipate a recession anytime soon, but the annualized rate of auto sales has fallen by a million vehicles since September 2017, 
and data on retail sales, industrial production, and housing all suggest that the economy is tiring. The communities affected by GM's decision are spread across the nation's politically vital midsection. Car plants in Detroit and Lordstown, Ohio will stop production next year of the Chevy Impala, Cruze, and Volt, as well as the Cadillac CT6 and the Buick LaCrosse. Transmission plants in White Marsh, Maryland and Warren, Michigan are also halting operations. In 2016, Trump won four states that Obama had carried with significant ties to the auto industry, Wisconsin, Michigan, Ohio, and Pennsylvania. They provided a quarter of the 270 electoral votes he needed for victory. During an October 2016 campaign rally in Warren, Michigan, where a transmission plant is shutting down and thousands will soon lose their jobs, Trump told auto workers, quote, if I'm elected, you won't lose one plant. You'll have plants coming into this country. You're going to have jobs again. You won't lose one plant. I promise you that. Number two, Homeland Security officials defended the use of tear gas at the southern border and predicted more confrontations ahead and more closures of ports of entry. Facing dismal conditions in Mexico and long waits for the chance to request asylum in the United States, thousands of Central American migrants are becoming more agitated, and officials see no quick resolution to the tensions that erupted Sunday. The flow of caravan groups to Tijuana has slowed in recent days, but busloads of other migrants have arrived in Mexicali, 90 miles to the east, where the U.S. border crossing has even less capacity to process asylum seekers. Desperation there could leave U.S. border agents facing volatile crowds in two locations. On Monday, critics of the Trump administration denounced border agents' use of force on groups that included families with children. But the U.S. government praised what they called quick and effective action against crowds of stone-slinging young men who pried open the border fence to squeeze through. Trump suggested without evidence that some of the migrants who were tear-gassed were, quote, grabbers who had used other people's children to protect themselves. In an exchange with reporters, Trump also threatened to close the border, quote, for a long time. Earlier in the day on Monday, Trump denied that women and children were among those affected by tear gas. But then a few hours later, he shifted his comments. First, he claimed that the tear gas was, quote, very safe. Then he blamed migrants with children for being in harm's way. And finally, he questioned whether the children were their kids at all. Number three. Democrats hope energized turnout among Mississippi's black voters will allow Senate candidate Mike Espy to pull off an unexpected upset in today's runoff. The state's long struggle with racism has emerged as an unavoidable theme, with two nooses found outside the state capitol on Monday morning. But African Americans make up a larger share of the electorate in Mississippi than in any other state. And in recent days, Espy and groups backing him have flooded Mississippi with volunteers, radio ads, and social media posts. Trump visited the state last night for a pair of rallies to support GOP Senator Cindy Hyde-Smith, who was appointed to fill out the remainder of Thad Cochran's term. Trump's presence highlighted the divisions of the race, as well as the broader fault lines of American politics that have grown more intense. As the president spoke before largely white crowds, Espy headlined a black church event in the state capitol, with passionate prayers, loud music, and frequent references to Senator Espy. But the president on Monday sought to portray Espy as the one who is out of step with modern-day Mississippi. He asked, quote, how does he fit in? How does he fit in? In fact, Espy's family has run funeral homes in the Delta for generations, and he served three terms as a congressman before Bill Clinton tapped him as agriculture secretary. By yoking himself with Hyde-Smith, Trump is backing a politician who said she would sit with a supporter in the front row of a public hanging 
who donned a Confederate uniform to promote tourism at Jefferson Davis's home, and who graduated from a segregation academy while sending her daughter to another. Republican strategists privately say Hydesmith has stumbled badly and struggled to generate momentum, though they are confident she will ultimately prevail tonight. Democratic strategists privately concede that Hydesmith will probably win in the high single digits as well. And that's The Daily 202 for Tuesday, November 27th. Thanks for listening. I'm James Hellman. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Thank you.